Welcome to Free to Be with Joni. I am your host, Joni Legato. I am a functional nutritional therapy practitioner, an integrative health practitioner, and a brain rewiring certified coach. My mission is to show you how to live a stress-free life, nourish your body, mind, and soul, and empower you to forge your own path to healing and freedom. I'm bringing my passion for nutrition, functional medicine, brain rewiring, singing, and other healing modalities. You can connect with me on Instagram at joni.legato and on my website at jonilegato.com. Welcome back to the show. And today I want to talk about a personal story, my journey in overcoming infertility. Now, infertility is a sensitive subject, especially among those who want a family and who are struggling to conceive. If that is you, then perhaps this podcast episode will bring you some comfort, bring you some hope, and let you know that it is possible for you to have a family if that is your heart's desire. And also if you are someone who knows someone trying to conceive, this will perhaps give you some insight into what it feels like to go through this process and also how you can help and support someone through this process. I would like to tell you my story. From a young age, I always knew I wanted to be a mother. I always knew I wanted to have a family. And I would envision a house with me being a mother in it, taking care of my children. I grew up in a large family with eight children, seven girls and one boy. And I love having that feeling of family time around the dinner table, kids running and playing, and everything that encompassed being a mother. So my husband and I got married and pretty much almost right away started trying to have a child. And this is where the journey became pretty intense. Pretty quickly, actually, I was watching my friends get pregnant effortlessly. Everyone I knew, it seemed, was able to get pregnant. And this was very difficult for me because this was something I had always dreamed of. I started to question what's wrong with me, why can't I get pregnant, and the months started to go by, and there were times when I thought I was pregnant, and there were many negative pregnancy tests. With each negative test, it was another feeling of pain, and the months went by, became years, And when I tell you that I experienced physical pain from not being able to conceive, 
it's not an exaggeration. There were many sleepless nights. There were many nights when I cried myself to sleep. And to make things worse, there were people offering their unsolicited advice and opinions on getting pregnant. I also had people throwing judgment at me, not knowing that we were trying. And, you know, because I'm a very private person, so I wasn't walking around telling everyone (laughs) and getting judgment on what's wrong with you. Why don't you have a child? Why are you putting your business, your work first, not knowing at all what was going on inside of me? And to top it off, anyone who's trying to conceive, I'm sure you've heard this one, just relax. The more you relax and don't think about it, the sooner it will happen, as if they can predict exactly how you will conceive. This brought feelings of emptiness, embarrassment, shame, feeling inadequate, feeling very alone. And I look back now and I know I wasn't alone. I know that many women and men suffer with infertility and families suffer, marriages suffer, sometimes marriages don't make it. And it can be a very stressful time. And sure, there were options. There were options for fertility treatments. I knew that wasn't the path for me. And I don't judge anyone who has gone down that path. Just the opposite. I will support, I will support everyone in their journey and how they are led to conceive. My point is that was not the road for us. We both knew that. We knew it wasn't the road for us. So there was a lot of longing, praying, hoping. Every morning I have my quiet time. And in those mornings, just really asking God what was going on and not hearing anything back, hearing complete silence. Yes, we went and had all of the checkups, everything that we needed. The last diagnosis, quote unquote, that we received was unexplained infertility. There's really nothing we can tell you because everything looks normal. Everything looks great. Everything is healthy. (laughs) And this was not a satisfying thing to hear. This only made me feel more frustrated and thinking, well, they must have missed something because something must clearly be wrong. At one point, I was so stressed. Um, I remember I lost my period for about three months. I was able to get it back and everything was fine in that department. My point is, that's how stressed I was. In the meantime, decided, well, let's try whatever we can find to boost our fertility. 
it can't hurt, right? Well, as a woman, when you start playing around with adding things in to boost your hormone production or your fertility levels, well, let's just say that wasn't a good idea because my body was already very healthy. I took really good care of myself, exercising, eating healthy. I had even cut out coffee for a while. So my point is, there was nothing that I could do. And I remember when I was one morning sitting there, having my alone time journaling, asking God, And this has happened to me a few times where I hear him speak audibly. And I heard him speak very lovingly to me that he was removing the knife from my heart. And I needed to hear this because that's what it felt like, like there was a knife in my heart. So I thanked him for that. And almost right away, I felt the pain start to subside. I felt that the knife had been taken out. And I knew what he meant. I knew he meant that it felt like there was a knife in there. And what he really was saying was, I'm going to heal this pain for you. At this point, it was about five years into trying to get pregnant. So... I journaled that, and I took that as a sign of hope, and I remember I was finally able to release, let it go, and then what ended up happening was I completely died to it, and I remember I started to feel like, well... I have a blessed marriage, I have an amazing husband, and I will share that story with you another time about how we met and got married. Literally my best friend, our marriage was like a hand fitting into a glove perfectly. We are, we are soulmates. We were made for each other, no doubt. (laughs) So... I remember completely dying to wanting to be a mom. That's what I did. And I watched it completely die. I felt it completely die. And I made a choice that I was just going to enjoy my life, enjoy my husband, our two dogs that we had at the time. And I was just going to live my life as if I was completely satisfied with the way it was. And throughout this time, I remember I kept seeing my son's face. I kept seeing his beautiful brown eyes, his brown hair. I saw it combed to the side, thick, beautiful hair. And I kept seeing his face. Eventually, that pain was completely gone. It was completely gone. And at the same time, I completely died to 
trying to make it happen, all of it, everything that went along with it. And I started to journal more. And then I realized that if he was coming, and I knew in my heart, I still knew he was coming, it's kind of hard to explain when you release and you say, okay, I'm not going to stress and strive to make this happen or worry, like completely letting it go to the point where I felt nothing. And I said, if this is going to happen, it's just a matter of time. So I'm not going to sit around agonizing anymore. And at the same time, I still see his sweet little face. And that is the point I got to. Finally, after nine years, I was out for my run my morning run, and I noticed that I could only get halfway through my usual route. What was happening was I started to feel dizzy, lightheaded, my heart was beating really fast, and I was like, what is going on? This is not a normal feeling. I'm very in tune with my body. I always have been. And this was something different that was happening. So in the back of my mind, I was like, could it be? Do I even dare to think that I could be pregnant? And I almost didn't want to entertain the thought because I didn't want any of those old feelings to come back. I wanted things to stay peaceful inside like they had been for the past four years. But nevertheless, I went back home. I had to walk home, actually, and I had a stash of pregnancy tests in my bathroom. This is a common thing for people who are trying to get pregnant. You just keep a stash of pregnancy tests at all times because you never know, at least for me. <laughs> May not be the same for everyone, but this was this was how I was. Anyway, so I took a test and nothing came up. And so I proceeded to get ready. As I'm getting ready, I hear, look at that test again after 10 minutes. And I said, that's silly. It said negative. And I heard, look at the test again. I still had it sitting on the windowsill. So I looked at it and I will never forget my whole body froze as I looked at the test and I thought I saw a second line which would indicate pregnant. Now I'm thinking, am I imagining it? But I think I see a second line. I finished getting ready. I let a couple hours go by, which was really difficult, but I knew that the pregnancy hormones keep multiplying minute by minute, hour by hour. I had done so much research (laughs) up to this point. I knew all the phases of what happens as soon as, you know, you get pregnant and the whole process of pregnancy. I had studied and studied and studied it. So I knew I had to wait a few hours. So I did. 
and I took another test, and this time, within five minutes, I saw a clear second line, and I will never forget. It was like the world had stopped. <laughs> I just started laughing, <laughs> and I felt immediately this joy just surge into my being. And I got very emotional and I felt all of the desires, all of the feelings that I had had from a young age come back into my body. And immediately in that second, everything was resurrected. I couldn't believe it was happening and yet I could believe it. And I knew, I said, okay, this is it. This is really happening. <laughs> so I didn't run to tell my husband. Instead, I continued to test. I think I did two more tests that day. <laughs> I wanted to make sure. With each test, the line came quicker and was darker. And I said, I'm going to wait till the morning. I'm going to test again. <laughs> You know, when you wait for nine years, you want to make sure that this is real. <laughs> and so I was awake at probably 6 a.m., maybe earlier. And then I took a test again, and there was no denying it. And then I took like two more tests right away. <laughs> there, there was no denying that this was happening now. So I ran to the bed, and I woke up my husband and told him, and um, we held each other and cried and laughed. It was really wonderful. <laughs> then my journey through pregnancy was an interesting one. I was so excited to watch my belly grow, to do all of the things to make sure that I had a healthy pregnancy, take the best supplements I could take while I was pregnant, continued to stay off of coffee. I didn't have a single Tylenol or Advil. And that's not to say that it wouldn't have been okay. And for some people, it might be okay. This was for me knowing that I didn't know if I was going to get another chance at this. And this is what I needed to do for my pregnancy. This was my journey. I made sure I ate immediately in the morning for my blood sugar, and I made sure that I was doing everything possible to give this baby the healthiest journey in its growth. Of course, I wanted to find out what it was because I kept seeing this boy, and so I wanted to see if it was confirmed that we were having a boy. So we went and we had the sonogram, and... Sure enough, there was this boy, and his little legs were kicking. We could see them on the monitor. I was so excited. So my pregnancy journey was magical. I bought every pregnancy top that you can think of. I wanted to wear a new outfit every day. <laughs> I wanted to celebrate my growing belly. I was so excited. So then I remember going into labor. His due date was February 16th. 
and I went into labor the day before Valentine's Day. So my labor was very interesting. It was very painful. My mom was here, my sister was here, up from Georgia, and they were coaching me through the labor. My mom was an RN, so she had a lot of experience, plus she had eight children. So my mom was, she was amazing. So I was in labor, and I wanted to have a natural birth. The pain was so intense, and I stayed the course for two days, and it got so bad, I was vomiting, I was having physical reactions from the pain. They kept asking me if I wanted anything. I kept saying no. Finally, after two days, I couldn't take the pain anymore. And I said, please give me something now. <laughs> I don't care what my birth plan says. Give me something now. I cannot take this pain anymore. They did, and thank God, I started to get some relief from the pain. Then we waited another day. Another day went by. At this point, I was severely dehydrated. They wouldn't let me eat. And I was basically, I was basically just a belly. <laughs> there wasn't much on me at this point. I'm already a smaller person and I was a little concerned, to be honest. And what happened was my uterus stopped contracting and my baby flopped to the side. And they said to me, it looks like we need to do an emergency C-section. And I said, get this baby out. I don't care. Just get him out. Let's go. So they wheeled me off to surgery. Off we went. They had him out pretty quickly. I was a little worried because of the intense labor that I went through. But he was batting his sweet little eyes and crying right away. My husband brought him over to me. And I was able to finally meet my beautiful son. It all felt very surreal. Immediately after, my body went into pretty bad shakes. I couldn't stop shaking. I was having a physical reaction from the trauma of the pain and the labor. So they had to give me medication to calm my body down. And I was in that moment feeling so blessed. There really are no words to describe when you wait for so long for something and you finally get it, something as precious as a baby. My heart was so filled up. It felt like my life had changed in an instant. Here he is, finally, at this point now, almost 10 years from start to finish. And I just remember thinking, thank you, God, that he's finally here. I now feel totally fulfilled. Yes, I was at a place where I was happy and very thankful and very grateful. And now I feel totally fulfilled.
in life in every way. I will never forget that feeling. I remember I wanted to nurse him, and sometimes they say, I'm putting this in air quotes, that it can be difficult to nurse after a C-section. Well, I wasn't having any of that, and he latched on right away. I had no issues with nursing, and I was very thankful for that because of the struggles that led up to getting him. I knew I was very blessed to be able to nurse my baby. It was something I was very, very thankful for. Our son is our joy, our blessing, and every time I look at him, I see our miracle. He is, he is our miracle. And I just want to say to anyone out there who is struggling with infertility, I see you and I know what you're going through. I know the pain of suffering in silence. I know the feeling of emptiness, inadequacy, loneliness, the agony, the unexplained, intense pain that you feel in your heart. I know. And I am here if you ever need to reach out for support or love. And I also want to say to anyone who has a friend or family member suffering with wanting to have a child and you're wondering what you can do to support them, I can't speak for everyone. I can only speak from my experience. And one thing that really helped me was having people in my life say, I love you. If you need anything, I'm here. And you don't necessarily have to know what it's like to go through something like this to just be able to love someone. Just showing your love and your support and saying, I'm here for you. And letting them cry if they need to cry. It's really that simple. A little bit of love and support goes a long way. So I hope that this episode inspired you or was helpful. If you think that this episode would inspire or give a little bit of hope to anyone, feel free to share it with them. And I am sending you love. Don't forget, you can connect with me on Instagram at joni.legato. And if you haven't already, I would love it if you would subscribe and leave a rating and review. And I will talk to you next time. Bye.